That is Evane saying hello to everyone. Welcome to Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. I am your host, Selena, and I am here with Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. Hi. And Evane decided to uh, bring us in this week. She's starting to get the schedule down. <laughs> Literally, she walked in and just started meowing. <laughs> ready to go. Let's yeah. All right. So going to start this off this week. Going to have a pretty interesting episode um, with, uh, we're going to start with a progress report. Now, because I took my measurements last week and I had the inability to weigh myself, I weighed myself this week and I gained four pounds in two weeks. So I am now at 198 pounds. I do have my measurements from February, so we can go over the differences, gains, losses on that here in a little bit, because I'm going to go over them with you, Lorraine. Uh And my diet has pretty much been maintained this week. I added in bread again to kind of see how my body would react. And I will say that my body uh, performs better when I have bread. And what I mean by that is because we, you know, this is an adult show. We can talk about this. I think one of the (laughs) reasons, here we go. I think one of the reasons why I may have gained weight is because I don't think I gained, I don't think I gained four pounds of this, but I think it was a factor in my processes in my gut work better when I have a good healthy amount of bread. So, um, I was, uh, I will say I was pretty constipated while I was, doing this whole no bread experiment. So I think that might've been a factor. And my workouts have pretty much been just physical therapy, rehabilitation exercises that you have given to me, Lorraine, because Uh of my neck issues. Um, I did what you recommended as far as exercises, but then I also did go see a massage therapist and he did uh-huh. the release as well as a postural alignment. It took away the debilitating pain, but it didn't take away all the pain. So I did end up calling my doctor and we had a phone appointment and told her basically everything that I did. And she said, you're doing everything right but I think that your nerve is just so inflamed that it can't relax and your muscles aren't allowing it to relax. So she gave me a prescription for some steroids because the ibuprofen wasn't helping enough and some muscle relaxers. So I've been taking that and it's been helping. The ache is still there, but it's not, it's not anywhere near what it was. So my workouts have been physical therapy. Thanks to you. And it works. Because you're amazing. So exciting. So are you. Yay! I'm excited to hear that. Sometimes, you know, you just need that little, little, uh, I don't, it's not a boost, but little, like, the little nudge to take to be able to perform and do what you need to do. I've seen it many, many, many times beforehand. 
So, fight on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You're feeling better than you were last week. So I'm happier. Yeah, it was, last week was, it was terrible. And then I was good for a little bit after you and I had our appointment and I did all this stuff. I was feeling so much better. I like all day. I was just so much happier. I was, I was doing everything with ease. I was having, I was able to have fun, whatever activities I was doing. Um, and then that night I did something to tweak it and I just regressed back. But the next day, since I was able to get that postural alignment and that massage done, he, he, he was able to do a lot of good for my body. So I'm happy to be feeling better because being in pain, it's tough. And it only, you know, you hear about people that deal with stuff like that for years and years and years. I don't know how they do it. I, I really don't. I, I can't imagine putting up with pain like that for like years or decades, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. You ready to talk about these measurements? Get it. Okay. So as a recap, I'm just going to read these and I'm going to do it pretty quickly just because we, we talked about this last week. So my thighs were 27 inches. My hips were 46, my waist 35, chest 40 arms. My right was 14 and a half. My left was 14 and my neck was 13 and a half. So when I took my measurements back in February, my right thigh was 28 and my left thigh was 27. So I've lost an inch in my right thigh. So now I'm even. My hips were 46, so no change there. Waist, 35, no change there. Chest was 41. Arms, the both arms were the same, and they were at 13. So I actually gained an inch and then an inch and a half on the right arm. Uh, they don't, on this one that I, the last time I did it in February, I did not take my neck because they didn't have me take my neck and I was going off of an old program because it had like the spaces and everything. So going off of that, I've lost an inch in my right thigh. I've lost an inch in my chest and I gained an inch and an inch and a half in my arms. What do you think? So I lost an inch in my right thigh. Okay. I lost an inch in my chest. Okay. And I gained an inch and an inch and a half on my arms. Okay. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> Considering the sport that you do, like the workouts that you do, like hit routines and then the things that you are most passionate about considering your sport. Um, actually I'm kind of not surprised that overall it seems like you're leaning out a little bit more. Um, chest is a lot of like the adipose tissue and you've always heard like, Hey, we're going to adult, you know, adult land. You've always learned that like in your chest and your like, you have adipose tissue in your breast, um, your breast tissue is adipose tissue as well. So you're like, Oh, I'm losing weight. You hit first. Right. Right. So, uh, so, um, because the sport that you do is heavily arms and pecs, like you're leaning out, you've lost it to me, it looks it sounds more like you've lost 
um, adipose tissue versus muscle mass in your uh, chest, which is not a bad thing. Um, arms you gained, obviously, because you use your arms a lot within the sports that you do. And not only like daily job and sports, um, and like with hit routines, you're starting to do more and more arm stuff. You know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. we for February, you're probably doing more arm things. You said you were doing handstands. You were yeah. doing like your workouts are not only just continuing running and jumping and squatty bits. Um, and way to lean out on your legs. That's awesome. Way to be more uh, level too. Way to have. Um, Way to be more even or symmetrical as well. Maybe you're using, I mean, you might be changing your body type as well a little bit so that you're using right and left a little bit more versus just the right or your dominant leg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was pretty pleased to see the change in the chest because oh. as, as you said, usually as a woman, where you tend to lose inches first is your chest, your, the boobies, <laughs> yep. um, which I'm totally okay with. Um, so that was really cool. The leg was, that was interesting. And then the arms. Yeah. I, I know that that's not fat gain in the arms. I know that that's uh-uh. muscle because I'm probably using my arms a lot more than what I have in the past. And like you said, I've been doing, I have been doing uh, handstand training, which that's all arms. So I'm pretty pleased with that. There's some progress there. I like it. Awesome, awesome. That's amazing. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm actually really like from a from my standpoint. I'm I'm actually happy that you're more even in your leg. To be honest with you, which I think is really good. So yeah, uh huh. Because a lot of people. When they have a dominant, when they do something that's dominant, predominantly like a strong side and a weak side, like a lot of people have a strong side and a weak side when they're working out or when they're doing something, they can always squat lower, they can do something, they can lunge lower, they can do whatever it is um, on one side versus the other. So to be more symmetrical is really, really good biomechanically. And I will, and that's the nerdy side of me, just so you know. Just that's the nerd. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I like the nerd. Bye-bye. The biomechanical nerd. But yes, the symmetry is, is always what you are striving for to me in that perspective. But dude, that's awesome. That's such a good place to start. Also, what is this? Uh, end of April. And you took your measurements in February. So we got March, April. To be able to lose an inch, you know, in this kind of capacity or to gain or whatever or not. And I gotta say, like... February, March, and April weren't exactly the smoothest transitional ones of things, like in society and world and stress and all the bits. Um, I think everybody was really stressed out in April and March. So to be able to like change your and see change your body composition from February to now, you gotta celebrate that shit. Yay. Yeah, because, like, if we want to talk about stress and cortisol, which is a huge topic that we should end up talking about and devote an actual time to, um, stress, cortisol, all that kind of stuff, adrenals, all the things, the chronic fatigue, all that happens and heightens when you have, like, outside stress events 
happening. So for you to see results within those March, April, March, April, and you know, a bit of February, even through that period of time when like it was so stressful for society for, and then I'm guessing for you yourself, like all the, the, the environmental stresses with that um, can affect that. So that's still a super win for me because dude, good job. Thank you. And yeah, it, it, like, for real. Yeah. And it made the four pound and two week gain not so uh, tragic, you know? Because <laughs> I was like, well, it's been two weeks and, uh-huh. um, you know, all of that. And you've, you've lost inches. So I have to say thank you, Lorraine, for getting me to a place and encouraging me to take my measurements and helping me rewire my brain to do it just as data and looking at it as numbers rather than having it define Uh um, how I'm going to feel and everything. So Uh thank you to you for that. Yeah. Go team. Yes. So in discussing that, let's move on with when I weighed myself and how I felt about that because it did lead me to decisions. So when I saw that number, I was kind of like, what the, what the fuck? (laughs) I was, I was a little upset. Uh And, um, because, you know, I, I cut out bread. And I mentioned where not only did I cut out the bread from that one breakfast, which was the goal, but I also naturally was able to cut out grain in other areas. You know, I mentioned how we made zoodles for dinner instead of having fettuccine. Um, And so I was just kind of like, well, that's tough, but there's so many factors that go into this. And so what I realized was what I'm doing right now is working. And mm-hmm. something I haven't told the the listeners about, you know about this, but something I haven't really told the listeners about is because the reason for that is because I didn't, I wanted to give this some time to see if it would have an effect. And I think it does. And that is metabolic confusion, which is basically changing the amount of calories you have daily. So sometimes you're really high, sometimes you're really low and that just confuses your metabolism. Your, um, Oh my gosh. It confuses your metabolism so that your body is constantly burning. And I've been doing that. Now I haven't lost weight. But I am staying in between this 192-198 range, which I think will be beneficial when I get my goal. So that works. Mm-hmm. But why okay. not try... Is that easy? Is it, that easy for you, though? Like, how does it feel for you? Like, is that something that's attainable, easy? Is that not something that you're like, dang, like, I wish... Cause this is this is my maintenance, but it's going to be really hard for me to maintain that. Like, is that easy for you? Oh, it's so easy for me. Good. 
Because especially when I'm at work, instead of worrying about like taking my break and eating my snack at my break, I just work through my break and I don't eat a snack and then I'm good. Uh So it's pretty easy. It can feel over when I initially started, it did feel a little overwhelming because I had to find ways to add calories. I actually had to find ways to add calories to make it a high calorie day because, you know, you don't just want to add in extra high calories that are waste or junk. It has to be good stuff. And so I'd find like, I need to take in 400 more calories. (laughs) I need to pretty much have a whole other meal. And it is fascinating because on my high calorie days, I would actually go to sleep and wake up hungrier the next morning than when I would on my low calorie days. Which is weird, right? But it is pretty interesting. So I don't think it's weird, but I definitely think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's like it's it's funny because you talk about like high calorie days, low calorie days, and all this kind of stuff and metabolic confusion. Um, that's all brain. That's all working the brain too. Um, and that metabolic confusion comes in many different forms. Like there's so many different diets and things like that. But like intermittent fasting is one of them. Um, that is a you know, a kind of a metabolic confusion because you have day, like you're out 16 on, uh, eight or no 16 off eight on, or your high calorie days and low calorie days, like, a, you know, um, and then, or you have your 12, your 12 and 12, or your 14 and, uh, 10, things like that. So that's like that intermittent fasting or is a, like a popular one that's happening right now with that is talking about metabolic confusion. I guess if you want to say it that way. So yeah, it's like there's so much material out there for for this particular way of eating. So nice. I'm glad that you. It was attainable. It's easy to maintain, and you felt good on it. Like your brain felt good. Did your body feel good? Energy level feel really good. Like all those things are like boxes to be ticked if you're on like for um, maintenance too. You know what I mean? Yes. Cool. But Did it's, your brain feel good? Did your body feel good? Did you feel happy? Yeah, I did. Good. And Sweet. Yeah, it was it was uh it was nice. I would go between so the first time I tried it for about the first month, I did twelve hundred. I did my low was twelve hundred and my high was twenty four. And I would do one day on, one day off. So one day was high, one day was low. And then as I went on, I was kind of like, that's when the week where I had, I had like a gain two pounds. And so I was thinking maybe the 1200 is too low because 1200 is pretty low and I'm very active where I'm like, maybe that's detrimental. So then I would do 1500 to like 2500. Um, and then I started because I was able to get that groove of what a low calorie day looks like as opposed to a high calorie day. Then what I would do is I mixed it up where I did one low calorie day and then three high calorie days. And then, you know, just tried to constantly have that guess. Um, and the first week that I tried it, I did lose weight. And then the second week that I tried it, I did lose weight. You know, that's where I was like, I lost a pound. And then it was like, well, I gained a pound, but then I lost two pounds. And so there was result from that. So I think that that'll be good 
for maintaining, but it's not helping me reach my goal right now. And while mentally I feel good and I'm in a much healthier state than what I was even a month ago, I'm still not reaching my goal. Like physically, I still feel uncomfortable in my body. Um, and I want to fix that. Yeah. So what's your plan? I am going to try the keto diet. I figure, why not? You're trying, you're doing this thing and why not just try it? Just give it a shot. So what the flip, why not? Yeah, why not? Why did you pick keto? I picked keto because I, so I heard about keto like four years ago. I heard about keto years before it was really, really popular from a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. I pretty much consider her my sister and we've known each other like over 20 years now. We're like best friends and she did it and she told me all about it and she was pretty successful with it for a time. And so I actually reached out to her recently and saying, Hey, I'm considering doing the keto diet. What do you think? And so she gave me her advice. And so in hearing how successful she was, and then I also know a couple other people who have done it and been successful. I just kind of think, you know, why not give it a shot? Why not try? Um, I don't plan on doing it for long. Uh, maybe, maybe at the most 10 months because you don't want to be on a high fat diet like that for like you, you need carb, your body needs carbs, Uh but also it also kind of screws with women's hormones too. Why is that? Uh, just the diet itself. Like it's, there's a lot of research based on like how it is goofy with women's hormones like guys are much more consistent because they have testosterone and it's like a more consistent hormone level whereas you know women fluctuate hormone levels like estrogen progesterone and all that kind of fun stuff like during the month right we have cycles of where uh, we have high levels and low levels and those things um with ketogenic diet there is there has been some research showing about how it kind of does screw with a little bit of hormone levels for females so they suggested not to be on it forever. Yes. Long. Yeah. Which I like that. I mean, I here's the thing. I like carbs and I, I feel like I do it right, you know, brown brown rice and uh all the all the, the stuff that they recommend that you eat. Um but uh yeah, I'm I'm willing to give it give it a try, give it a go and see what happens. I think what would be interesting, watch, I'm going to end up doing something like super crazy where it's like, I do keto for two weeks and then I do, <laughs> and then I do metabolic confusion for a week not. and then I go paleo for three months. Like who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. And then you're going to go on the carnivore <laughs> diet after that. And then you're going to go straight eating bananas and, uh, coconut oil or coconuts. <laughs> I just become a fruitivore. It's like I just survive on fruits. <laughs> yeah, because that's insane. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. I mean, no, I teach their own with whatever diet. Also, okay, hmm, I'm going to say something, and it might be a little bit controversial, but I don't really give a flip. Um, good. I'm glad that you're trying ketogenic diet, and I'm glad you're going to try it for, and give it a go. I would really try it for like a month versus like just two weeks, just to see what it is. But everybody's like, oh, what diet should I have? Or what diet should I do? Should I be doing the Mediterranean diet? Should I be doing this diet? Should I be doing that diet? But blah, 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 blah. And I feel like, just from observational things, yes, there are things that we're lacking in our food. Yes, we should probably add in a couple of supplements because, you know, I'm not going to get on a soil tangent on, like, you know, how the quality of the soil and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's also what you're accessible to, like, what you have accessible to you. You want to go on a Mediterranean diet and you're in the middle of, like, Minnesota, that's going to be harder to stick with. So I think that's rather you're finding something that is, A, available to you and things that are accessible to you, B, that you're comfortable with, and C, you're willing to try. And, you know, it incorporates things that you like to eat. And that's readily like available. Sorry, I just I think it's just it's just also demographics. People should be looking at what they have available to them, fresh versus canned or whatnot. Yes. Sorry, random tangent. No, that's okay. I mean, my my world was recently blown, and with that, I'm going to do a quick disclaimer. Do your research, do your due diligence after uh-huh. you read or watch or experience something. Uh, look at both sides. Awesome, awesome. But I, uh, I'll go on a quick tangent with you on that one. So, <laughs> over my uh, weekend, I watched uh, Super Size Me Two, Holy Chicken. <laughs> okay. Did you ever see Super Size Me? Um, no, I don't think I did. I think I started it, but I was like, this is. I think I, I, I never finished it. I think. Okay, so Holy Chicken, go ahead. So the the creator of it, his name is Morian Spurlock. Right. Basically, he talks about the chicken industry. Yes. So, I mean, you want to talk about going on a tangent. Like, after I watched that documentary, I was Googling and reading a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, it really um, made me sit back and be grateful for where I live and the fact that there's so much accessibility to mm-hmm. really any type of dieting lifestyle you so choose. And you can really choose anything and have different types of accessibility to it. You can go mm-hmm. to the really, really big chain stores and get like their type of food, or you can go to a farmer's market, or you can go to a farm and buy, you know, an animal that was born and raised on that farm and you're only like 35 miles away. It's pretty amazing. So it really, yeah, after that I was like, you know what, I'm really grateful because I can talk about trying the keto diet and do it safely and with accessibility. I could do that with anything because we have that here, you know, so Mm it's, but it was pretty eye-opening. So, Back to keto. So I just, um, so I've been looking at meal plans and kind of reading and looking at all of it. I uh, was recommended to get some keto strips to make sure I'm in ketosis if yeah. I get to that point. Um, but I'm also doing it like, I'm not being stupid. 
stupid about it where I'm reading these keto diet plans where it's like bacon at every meal. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's just, I feel like you're taking advantage of the fact, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, do, yeah. do you really want bacon in every meal? No. I mean, that some people might be like, oh my gosh, yes, I do. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like bacon special sometimes. Like, why would I want that in every meal? Yeah. Well, and I, it's, for me, it is too salty. I, I would taste by the, like the third meal, I'd be like, all I taste is salt. That's it. So avocados. <laughs> yes. Avocados. I can have like half of an avocado. I can have like two avocados every single day. It's awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, getting that kind of put together, figured out. I'm looking at all the details and I'm hoping to start on Monday sweet. Yes. And with that, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to continue our discussion about the keto diet and uh, my goals and everything going forward. So we will be right back. Going forward, my goals for the following week is going to be weighing myself on my typical Sunday morning, and Monday I am going to start the keto diet, and we will be able to see how that is going throughout the week. We have social media pages now, so head on over to Facebook and like our Modern Sisyphus page. Also head on over to Instagram and start following modern underscore Sisyphus underscore podcast and show us a little social media love. Tell your friends and family about us um, because we definitely want to hear from you guys and have more listeners and enjoy this even more. Loray, do you have anything that you would like to promote this week? Yeah, um, definitely going to be going on Instagram and the Facebook Live through at Foundation underscore Movement underscore Fitness, talking about life capacity and how to build it, and um, because I think that's something that benefits anybody and everybody, athletic and or not. We'll be learning how to build life capacity. Nice. What time is that at? Oh, that's going to be at 12 o'clock on Friday. Sweet. I look forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Pacific Standard Time, by the way. Pacific Standard Time. I like it. Great. And one last thing, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Joe Crotty. He does our music for this podcast and he is on SoundCloud. He has some really cool tracks on there that he's done. Just wanted to give him a quick shout out and props for creating the music. But if you like it, go on over and uh, check him out. He's pretty cool. And if you want to get a hold of the show, you can email at sisyphuspodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, we will see you next week. We will talk to you next week. And keep pushing that boulder. We can do it together. All right. Bye.